No idea. Thank you, Your Honor. Dismiss him. So, in order to be a, this good witness, you have to actually know what you're talking about. Mm, speaking of witness, tell me, where's the best donuts in town? Donuts a go go is the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you like Krispy Kreme. I don't care if you like uh, what's Daniel's Donuts, or maybe you buy Cole's Donuts. Judgment. <laughs> the best donuts in town is Donuts A Go Go. And you go in, and you order them fresh, and it comes off a little railing, and they drop into cinnamon sugar while they're still hot, and you get great coffee, that is the best donuts in town. Now, here's the question. Who here has had donuts a go-go? Ah. <laughs> Who here has not had donuts a go-go? <gasps> I have amazing news. This church is now divided. <laughs> <laughs> it is divided into people who have experience of Donuts A Go Go and those who don't. And those who do, you are now supposed to witness <laughs> about how great the Donuts A Donuts A Go Go is. Huh? You tell your friends, oh, they have the best Donuts. <laughs> No, no, no. They cut out the calories in the middle. I heard some. I, that's why there's a hole in it. That's why. <laughs> you haven't heard this? That's why there's no calories in donuts. They cut it out in the middle. <laughs> Those who have not, not been to Donuts A Go Go, you now have something about Donuts A Go Go, man. You'd think they're paying me for this, hey? <laughs> you have knowledge of their donuts. You have heard about their donuts. You have heard me saying something about their donuts. Oh, you guys are going to be so hungry after this. <laughs> but you haven't experienced it. If you've never had it, you have no idea what I'm talking about. You can go like, oh, that sounds nice, and never do anything about it. You can hear about this and never go get donuts a go-go. And we are called to be witnesses of Jesus. He sends us into the word, world to give a good testimony. And so Jesus says, I want you, I will pour out the Holy Spirit and you will be my witness. But Jesus has taught them about the Holy Spirit before. Remember, this is just the last thing he says as they're walking, as he's just about to be raised up to heaven. As he's about to be raised up to heaven, he says, you will be witnesses, and you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. We want to see what he taught them about the Holy Spirit. We'll go to John 20. I don't know if the computer still works. 
There we go. John 20, and we're starting at verse 19. So this is just after Jesus' resurrection. Uh, so Jesus died and uh, was raised up from the death three days later. On the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After this, he, uh, he showed them his hands and side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus meets them. They're still <laughs> distraught. And he shows them his wounds. And he says, now receive the Holy Spirit. And I love that he twice says, peace be with you. And I can imagine they might have needed that. <laughs> like, okay, peace, peace be with you. Shh, everything's fine. I'm, I'm alive. Everything's good. And then there's this really interesting verse 23. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. And I've thought about this verse plenty of times. Uh, and so I studied it this week, and it is really fascinating. When you read any uh, commentary, and the interesting thing about commentary it often gives away more about the commentator <laughs> than about the Bible. <laughs> and the people who love controlling other people always say, this is just as you see it, so it is. Like, as if the preacher doesn't forgive you, you're not going to heaven. And then there's these other guys, and there's the guys who love Jesus, and just says what we've been saying now for a while. He came to set the captives free. So now Jesus doesn't want them to be forgiven? Do you think those two line up with each other? Doesn't sound like it. And so it is about what is our obligation. If we do not tell people that they are forgiven, they will never know that they're forgiven. If you're on death row and you get pardoned by the president, I'm talking about American situation now, but if you were pardoned by the president and that letter didn't get to the executioner before the execution, you didn't get pardoned because no one told him that you've been forgiven. And the same way, Jesus sends us into the world to be that witness of his forgiveness so that people can receive it. And because of that, live in that freedom and forgiveness that he has sent them out into the world to give. But again, this is not the first time that Jesus has taught them about the Holy Spirit. And so now we go further back. And it's in John 16. And Jesus is here teaching them about the Holy Spirit and what to expect. And he's telling them 
that he's about to die. And they're like, no, you won't. <laughs> and I love, just love how Jesus deals with this. So verse 5, it starts. Do we go on? Okay. But now I'm going to him who sent me. None of you asks me, where are you going? Rather, you are filled with grief because I have said these things. But very truly, I tell you, it is good for you that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. If I go, I will send him. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father where you can no longer see me. And about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you in all truth. He won't speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the, fa all that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said, the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Verse 16 says, Jesus went on to say, in a little while you will see no, me no more, and then after a little while you will see me. Jesus is explaining to them that it is better for him to go. And I don't know about you, but man, how great would it have been if Jesus was here today? <laughs> but how long would he have needed to stay in this church after the service was done? Because I'm assuming every single one of us would want some time with him. Huh? Who would say like, oh, no, I don't need Jesus today. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll catch him next time. We'd all want to part. We'd all want some of his time. But every moment he would spend here would be time he couldn't spend somewhere else. And it would be uh, wrong of us to keep him occupied when there's so many places where he's obviously needed so much more than here. And yet we feel, oh, Jesus, I need you too. And he says, I have good news. <laughs> you don't have to pick. The Spirit is coming to you. And everything I did, the Spirit does as well. When the Spirit comes, it's as if Jesus comes to us. The Spirit of Jesus is his representation on earth. Every moment you have felt the presence of God, that's the Spirit with you. Every time you have prayed, you were praying because of the Spirit. Everything that we do and everything that we believe, we only, can only do because the Spirit is with us and helping us in every part of our walk. If we didn't have the Spirit, we could do none of this. I cannot even believe in God on my own. It's only because the Spirit helps me that I can believe in Him 
and love him. The Spirit is the presence of Jesus in our lives, in everything that we do. And this is what we are called to witness about. If people don't see the Spirit of God in my life, they are not seeing God. If they don't see me loving them the way that Jesus would have loved them, they are not seeing Him. I am being, and dare I say it, a bad witness. Have you ever met someone and the first thing they said to you is they're a Christian and the second thing they did to you, they stole money of you? <laughs> I know some people who that has happened to. And it hurts. And especially if you're not a Christian, then that becomes your association with Christ. Luckily, the Spirit of God has so much love and compassion that so much of the wrong that has happened in the world gets covered by His love. We know that Jesus came to earth. We have all these facts. We have, know all these things about Him. He came to earth. He proclaimed all this good news. He died, rose from the death three days later. So we know all these things. But if you only know the facts about Jesus, you can never be that good witness. In the New Testament, I just picked three stories at random. There are plenty more. These three stories are really indicative of how people reacted when they were met with the love of Jesus. And so there's this leper in Mark 1, and he is healed. And Jesus tells him, now, only go show yourself to the priest so that he can show you to be pure. But what did he do? He spread the news freely. Jesus uh, goes across the water and he is met with a demon-possessed man. And after Jesus casts out the, the legion of demons, he wants to go with him because he just, his whole life has just been changed. And he wants to follow Jesus. And Jesus says, no. You go spread the message in the Decapolis where you come from. And so later in Mark 7, when Jesus goes through the Decapolis, there are people who are believers of Jesus. Jesus has never been to the Decapolis. The only person in that area that shared the message of Jesus was this demon-possessed man. And this man prepared the way so that when Jesus came through, these people were changed. There's two blind men in Matthew 9, verse 27 and 31, uh, who come to him and they say, please heal us. And Jesus says, is this what you want? And they say, yes. And he, they're healed. And Jesus says, now to tell no one about this. And what do they do? But they went away and spread his fame through all that district. We are given so much more than just our sight. We are given eternal life. Life everlasting. How much better is that than seeing? And he says to us, now I want you to share this with other people. Christianity is not just about something we do on a Sunday. If this is the only Christian thing you do in a week... 
I want to talk to you afterwards because it's not just about coming together on a Sunday, singing some songs, listening to someone talk for a while, praying and going, having some nice afternoon tea or morning tea, sorry, <laughs> and then leaving. No, it's about something we do every day. It's about our witness and about what we do. Jesus came to set the captives free and so the blind could see. He came to free the oppressed and proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus loves us so much that he was willing to lay down his own life because of us. This witness we have this good news. And that's what the gospel means. It's literally the good news. <laughs> My sounds is doing great today. <laughs> that's literally what the word gospel means. It means the good news. And everywhere Jesus went, he shared this good news. And when he left, I am so thankful that there was 11 men who stood up and said, we will still follow this Jesus. Because if they didn't follow Jesus, we would not have known about this amazing thing. We would not have been given the good news. And they were faithful. And Jesus asks us to be that good witness and to be faithful. Now, if you've never met this Jesus, if you've only come in here and you've heard things about Jesus, if you've only got knowledge about Jesus, I want you to experience Jesus today. That love, an overwhelming sense of peace, forgiveness from whatever it is you might feel taking away of shame taking away of guilt he loves us he called us to share that with others you might be sitting here and thinking I haven't been a good witness recently he loves you. You do not need to feel shame about that. He loves you and he knows you. He walks with us every day in everything that we do. And when we share his love, we are not only being nice to someone. In 1 John 4 it says, every time we show someone love, we are showing them what God is like because God is love and every time we share that love we are being that good witness you can't live in a Christian faith on experience alone you can't live in your faith in Christ on knowledge about him alone you need to have experience about him and you need to know 
about him. And these two come together as we walk in Christ. Close your eyes. Lord, thank you for your mercy and your grace that you pour out upon us. I pray that you will be with us this week and so that we would be good witnesses of the love and mercy that you pour out on us. Thank you that we get to come into your presence. Thank you that we get to share your love. And I pray, Lord, that we will share that with everyone that we meet, that when people see us, we will show them your love, your mercy, your kindness, that we would be good witnesses of what you have already done for us. In your beautiful name, Jesus. Amen. I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> what a great message. If you're here this morning and you, you don't know Jesus, I'd love to invite you up the front. Come and say hi to me or Christian and, and we'll pray for you. If you want healing... That invitation is also for you. If you just want to respond, just spend some time with the Lord, then that invitation is for you as well. We're going to close our service. Next week, we've got a, a lunch happening for new people. If you're not sure whether you qualify as new, come and ask me. Uh, new person's lunch. We've got some people's names on the system, but not everyone. So we want to catch up with some people. Um, and so, yeah, we'll be having that here after church next week. So other than that, yeah, go forth and drink coffee and, and have morning tea. Yeah. Have a wonderful week. Yeah, maybe... Donuts a go-go? I don't know. I hear it's pretty good. Yep. Bless you all. <laughs>